Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 130, the top 12 brutally honest success tips I got from Kevin Hart. No, I did not meet Kevin Hart personally, at least not yet, but I did read his book called I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons, and it's an absolutely incredible story of his own journey to success. Now, I know there are a lot of mixed emotions about Kevin, but I want you to remember that this is someone who has created a $200 million empire. He is not only a comedian, but he is a business owner, producer, amongst many other things, and also an author. He is an incredible inspiration of what's possible when you put your mind to something and you keep going. In this book, he talks about how he became a overnight success story 16 years in the making. And I really love that because it's a reminder of everything it takes to really create a life that you love and incredible success. So today we're breaking down my top 12 tips that I got from this book. He did not break these down into 12 tips. I took copious notes, (laughs) and now I'm going to share all this information with you today. But of course, if you love what I'm talking about, if you love this this topic and you want to know more about his story, definitely pick up this book. I also recommend his next book called Decisions. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode is sponsored by the iHeart Coaching Workshop. This is a two-day experience for new and aspiring coaches looking to build a thriving online coaching business. So I'm going to be joined by my whole team, giving you all the information you need for discovering who your ideal client is, designing your offer, high performance tips so that you can go to the next level in your life, in your business, getting clear on what it is that you actually want in your life, in your business, the marketing strategies that are working right now online, and of course, money mindset, which is one of my biggest specialties. We're also going to talk about sales and the way in which you can ramp up your sales goals and reach some new clients and finally achieve those revenue goals. So go to iheartcoaching.com to learn more about this workshop happening on September 16th and 17th, 2020. And I'll look forward to seeing you there. All right, just like everything we do at I Heart My Life, I want you to listen for three things. Number one, inspiration, but this is not just about entertainment. So we're also going to listen for intuition, our intuition guiding us towards what we need to do, what we need to take from this episode and apply to our own lives, and then implementation. So what action step is going to be required of you to go to the next level? I'm going to give you tons of action steps. So listen for whatever resonates with you, write it down and actually put it in the calendar or put it into a plan and take that action. Okay, let's dive in. So the first tip is perspective is everything. Kevin actually starts the book admitting the fact that he was an accident. He was not supposed to be born. His mother was very clear about the fact that she did not want another child. She felt like being a mother was a bit of a burden at times. She had just gone back to school and wanted to move forward with her career when she got pregnant. Now, of course, Kevin could have a lot of trauma around that. He could have a, a major you know, complex around the fact that he was a mistake. But he chose not to look at it in that way. He actually looks at it now as a gift because his mother, even though she didn't want or expect another child, she was an incredible mother and she gave him so many opportunities and made him into the person he is today. And so he really looked at looked at it as a positive thing that his mother was able to transform her mindset around the situation and do what needed to be done and raise him in a household that set him up for the life that he has today. 
Now, I'm going to be quoting Kevin throughout this episode, and one of the things that he said is, life is a story. It's full of chapters, and the beauty of life is that not only do you get to choose how you interpret each chapter, but your interpretation writes the next chapter. It determines whether it's a comedy or tragedy, fairy tale or horror story, rags to riches or riches to rags. And I think that's so important that we take a look at how we're writing our story and how we're interpreting the story because there truly is a positive and a negative or the law of polarity. You know, there's light and there's dark. There's um, lack and there's wealth to every single situation. You can't have one without having the other. And so interpretation is everything. Then he says, because your problems are specifically designed for you with the specific purpose of helping you grow, instead of just seeing the things my mom was taking away from me, I began to see the things she was giving to me. You are already in your experience, so you can resist it and make it much less enjoyable, or you can accept it and find the positive in it. And I love that how he says you are already in your experience. And so you get to decide how you choose to look at it. Maybe right now you're in a challenging situation. Maybe COVID has created some problems for you, or maybe you're struggling to figure out what your purpose is, or you're feeling like you you can't find happiness, right? You get to decide at any point in time to shift your perspective. And that leads me to the next success tip. It's never too late. And one of the quotes I wrote down here was, it's never too late to start caring. Now, what happened in Kevin's life is a little bit of a different sort of a story. He never planned on going to college. And so after high school, he actually got a job at a shoe store um, selling Nikes and and other um, tennis shoes. And he actually decided that he wanted to get a high level job at Nike. And that was the goal eventually. And so he started to become uh, really passionate about sales. He became the best salesperson at his store. Uh, But then he discovered this joy of making other people happy and bringing, bringing that life and that energy to the room. And one of his colleagues at the store actually suggested that he become a stand up comedian. And he was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And that really was how he started. And I think he was around 18 or 19. And so he never had that that bug, so to speak, to become a comedian before that point. And he says here, it's never too late to start caring. And I think so many people, whether you discover your purpose early on in life or later on, or it's like a chapter two or a chapter 10, sometimes we think that we're too late or that we've missed the boat, but it's truly never too late to start caring. The third success tip is don't let others dictate your future. And he says here, your friends may love you, but the problem is they love you as you are. You play a role in their lives that they've gotten used to. So they don't always want you to change. Most of them think it's their job to keep you humble and in your place. Sometimes other people's doubt can be the best motivation there is to succeed. And I really love that. So he, um, in his life, when he decided to become a comedian, there were people who thought he was absolutely crazy. There were people who actually wanted to see him fail. And of course, there were people who were supportive. And so he started to see very quickly the difference between the people who would suggest that he go and and do stand-up comedy as a hobby and those who started to freak out when he decided to quit his job and go full-time into that career. Okay, so those were two different types of people. And what he's saying here is absolutely true. People see themselves in you. And when you start to change, it freaks them out. They don't know what is happening. And this is why so often as we see our our students and our clients move forward with their business, 
We see people in their lives not being supportive, people not understanding what in the world is happening, why they're doing something different, and they aren't supported. Sometimes we have uh, women who have husbands and spouses who are not supportive at all and are actually really against them changing and transforming, and this is a big issue, okay? So he said in the book that um, certain people would say to him, don't quit your day job, stop dreaming, be realistic, there's no money in it, it's not a smart choice, there's too much competition, you're not good enough. And he basically said, don't invite them into the conversation. If they're not going to be supportive of you, then there's no point in having a conversation with them. And from my perspective, you are the only one who knows what you are capable of and what you are made for. And so involving someone else in the conversation is really unnecessary. Obviously, if someone is supportive of you, that's a different story. But really, you have to ask yourself, why are you involving them in the conversation? Why are you looking for their approval? Is it because you're feeling a lack of approval for yourself? Right. And that's always a slippery slope. And so we have to first create that belief within within ourselves. And Kevin said here, you already know what you want to do and what you want to dedicate yourself to. So you don't need to ask for their approval. There's no need to seek the external approval when you already have internal approval, which I absolutely love. And he said, you have people who understand what you're doing right away and you have people who won't get it until everyone else does. That's just the way it is. To, see, to succeed, you have to see how good you are and how good you're capable of becoming before anyone else sees it. Don't you love that? To succeed, you have to see how good you're capable of becoming before anyone else sees it. So you have to know that your potential is there. And I think for so many women, they, they do see that. And that's what's frustrating when it seems like it's not happening. And I'll speak for myself, right? There have been so many times, and even now, I see such a great vision for my company and for myself. It's like, when is it going to happen? When is that actually going to transform? When is it really going to take off? And I know from the outside looking in, you might be like, well, you already have a company. What are you talking about? But there's always a next level for people like us, for people like Kevin. We're so driven and we can see this big picture. And that's really important in so many ways because you have to believe it for yourself before other people will see it and for it to come true. And sometimes people will never see it. They might even, when you've made it, they might look at you and be like, how in the world did she do that? Like, that was impossible for her. That's not the girl I knew growing up. And you know, whatever else is going through their minds. Then he says, um, I'm one of the people that's, I'm one of those people that see it. And that's all you need. Just a couple people backing you who you, who believe in you. And I think that's really important as well, because of course we all need support. We all need some sort of community. And that's what Kevin started to develop as he went out on the road and he started to see who was that, who, you know, was that trustworthy person and who wasn't. And I know one point in the book, he talks about being approached by this incredible agent, this really renowned agent who basically called his work shit. (laughs) And he didn't mean it in a derogatory way. He just said, let's throw the shit and see what sticks. And Kevin was like, how can you refer to my work as that? That doesn't, you know, feel good to me. And so he basically turned on an opportunity with somebody who was this incredible um, agent with an amazing reputation for getting people results and opportunities. But in his gut, he knew he wanted someone who really believed in his work and saw it as art. All right, the next tip is acceptance is everything. So while we get to choose the roads we take, we don't 
We don't get to know where they lead. Acceptance then is knowing that when your plan fails or when your road dead ends, it means a bigger plan is on the way. And I'd rather be a part of a big plan than a small one. That's a direct quote from Kevin. And I absolutely love that as well, because I think so often we have this plan in mind. I know there's a a quote that most of us are aware of that says, want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. And I think that's so, it's spot on, right? We we know we're meant for something big. Obviously, Kevin knew that he was meant to be a comedian. He was meant to fulfill this, this purpose in his life, but he didn't know exactly how it was going to happen and when. And I always ask our students, if you were in full trust of your purpose and what you knew you were meant for, how would you be showing up right now? Would you be freaking out or would you just be doing the best that you could and making the most of every day and showing up fully? Would you be going into worry or fear or would you be in trust, right? And I love this point around, I'd rather be a part of a big plan than a small one. So, so powerful. All right, the next one is stay ready, open, and committed, even if it feels like nothing's happening. So again, this is piggybacking on the last one. He says, it is through our most extreme experiences that the biggest growth happens if we survive them. If you stay ready, you don't ever have to worry about getting ready. And I love that because so often people take one step forward and two steps back. And when it feels like something isn't working or happening, it's like, oh, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. And so then they take their guard down or they don't have the same sort of energy. And he's saying that you need to stay ready for the opportunity. And he says, in life, some people can cut through the noise and get through you in a way that others can't. If you're playing sports, one coach might not reach you, but the other will. And he says, I often speak about the value of hard work, but hard work is not enough. I've seen many people sabotage their careers before it's even started by refusing to do anything unless they're compensated or rewarded directly for it. One of the key factors for success beyond work, talent, timing, relationships, and all the qualities I've mentioned is the glue that holds all of these together, commitment. Then he says, what is commitment? Here's what it means to me, keeping the promises you make to yourself and others. And he says the biggest difference between the amateur and the professional and between the wannabe and the star and between the dabbler and the expert is commitment. The unsuccessful get halfway to the finish line and turn around. The successful get halfway and then they keep going. Both run the same distance, but only one makes it to the finish line. That's so good, right? Like if you're thinking about a runner around, going around um, a track, or right, running a race to the finish line. The unsuccessful gets halfway and turns around. The successful gets halfway and then keeps going, but both are running the same distance. Love it. Then he says to commit successfully, you don't always have to believe in yourself because let's face it, we all have those times, but you do have to believe in something higher than yourself, your purpose. And if you believe in your purpose, you can survive the most challenging times because God or destiny or your will, whatever you prefer to believe in, is on your side. I know you know it's your purpose to win. If you know you know it's your purpose to win the race, then you're not going to turn around because there's no other option but to win. And I absolutely love that. And he went on to say about how there's other people who can commit to you as well. So you want to focus on those people who also see you winning the race. All right, next success tip is trust. So he said, whether something goes or it doesn't go, you will still be a star. That is trust. He said, if you wait for certainty, you will spend your whole life standing still. And if you grow discouraged and give up when things get rough, you'll miss out on your best possible outcome. 
The secret is to be excited about what is in your power to control and be accepting of what is not in your power to control and then move with certainty into an uncertain future. Then he says, you have to trust. There is a flow to life. All you have to do is make the decision to follow that current, even if it seems to be carrying you away from everyone around you. Each struggle in the present is preparing you for something else in the future. And he said, you know, one of the things that he started to learn was that every single opportunity he thought, is this it? Is this going to make or break me? Is this the thing that's going to be that moment? And one of the moments that actually made his career was meeting somebody randomly in an airport who he chose to have a conversation with, who he chose to have a follow-up conversation with that led to an incredible movie opportunity. And so there were all these things that he was doing in his life to set up the perfect opportunity. And although, of course, they helped, uh, this one thing that he could not have possibly orchestrated was one of the things that catapulted him to the next level. And so I always like to think about the universe basically moving around the puzzle pieces of our life to create different dynamics, to create different opportunities. And you have to remember all of the things that are working on your behalf that you might not even see in this moment, that you definitely don't see in this moment, but they're there and they're working. And that's where the level of trust comes in. You have to know that even if you can't see it right now, that's the definition of trust. It's going to happen. It's there. You have faith, right? All right, next success tip is embrace challenge. And he says, shortcuts may get you there quicker, but all of the experience you gain on the long road allows you to stay there once you arrive. And in one of his other books, the the book called Decisions, he talks about the fact that it's easier to get successful than stay successful. And I believe this is what he's talking about here. So the struggles and the challenge that we might go through on the path give us the experience and the knowledge and the strength that allow us to maintain success and consistency for many more years to come than the person who say is the one hit wonder or skyrockets and then is unable to sustain that level of success. He says the entertainer who chooses the easy road lined with cheering fans offering flowers and likes won't survive when the terrain gets challenging. On the flip side, the entertainer who chooses the hard road lined with jeering haters, throwing chicken wings, not only learns to survive any terrain, but to run even the easy road better than the competition who worked hard in order to get lucky. So I think that's so, so powerful. Think about the terrain that you're navigating right now, and it might be challenging, but don't you think that's setting setting you up? for massive success in the future, to be able to handle anything that comes your way, which again will create uh, more stability and it'll actually make it easier to run the easy road. Definitely. All right, next tip, take control. This was one of the biggest takeaways that I um, experienced when I was reading the book. I'll go into some of the details, but let me first read this here. So he says, waiting for other people to make your dreams come true is like waiting for a bus on a corner where there's no bus stop. Sometimes the bus driver may feel bad for you and stop anyway, but usually he'll speed right past and leave you standing there like an idiot. And I mean, how amazing is that? So, so true. We have the power to create our own destiny. And one of the things that Kevin realized very early on, which is just brilliant of him, was that he wanted to have control of all of the money that he made. He didn't want to, say, give away the rights to any of the specials that he was doing 
when he went and he did stand up comedy, he didn't want to be opening for somebody or have somebody else opening for him. He wanted to bring all of the talent to the location, to the venue, so that everything that was paid, everything that was generated at that event would go to his company. So he actually got a whole crew together these amazing um, men, and he call they call themselves the Plastic Cup Boys, <laughs> um, and they some of them were comedians, and so they would open for one another. And some were his bodyguards, some were his you know talent scouts, some was, was I think one was his agent. And anyway, there was this whole group, and he kept everything in his company within the company. Same thing when he wanted to do a special and speak on stage and fill auditoriums and, and, um, you know, amazing venues. He owned the rights to his material and he actually ended up producing it and had no idea how to produce anything, but figured it out because he wanted to have the rights. And there were even opportunities that he turned down because it would mean, although it would mean millions of dollars, it would mean that it would take away some of the control and actually cause him to deviate off of the path that he was currently on. And one of the things that he also mentioned was for years, I think it was for a good four years, he and his crew would go from city to city, literally hundreds of cities in the span of a year. They would print out all of their flyers before they utilized social media. They would go to the mall early in the day. Uh, and when they arrived, they would pass out as many flyers as possible to get people to come to the gigs and share the gigs with their friends. Then they would utilize social media. And he said he still remembers the day where he had, you know, he got like 10,000 Twitter followers and he thought, oh my gosh, I've completely made it. And so then they would start doing social media and they would tweet. And he basically was his own uh, ticket sales person. He was recruiting all of these people. And how often are we as business owners essentially lazy? We forget that we have to number one, be our own fan and promotional team until there's somebody who is a promotional team. And even then he said there was one point where he realized it was actually Chris Rock who told him he realized you need to go international. You're in the US and that's great, but there's so many more people out there. And so he actually pitched to the studio to allow him to travel internationally. And so there's all these things that we can personally take control of, but most of us are standing around waiting for the bus to come. And the driver's not gonna feel bad for you. (laughs) It's not gonna stop. You have to pave your own way. You have to make your own outcome. Right. And he said later on in the book, he said, I'd come to accept that endurance is key. If I stayed persistent on my grind, I would make it out of this hole and my dreams would come true. I just didn't know when. Then he says, I'm chasing after that holy shit effect. If that sounds arrogant, that's because it is. If you don't believe in your own greatness, no one else will. You're only limited by your doubts, your fears, and your desire to fit in rather than stand out. And there's room in this world for all of us to stand out which I absolutely love. So you have to stand out in order for other people to take notice. And that means you're on Facebook. That means you're on Instagram. That means you're promoting yourself. That means you're talking about how amazing your work is. I see so many people, especially women, who they're afraid of bragging. They're afraid of being too in your face about their services. They don't want to share testimonials. They don't want to share real numbers. And it's like, if you're not willing to do that, who do you think is actually, like, who's going to buy from you? You have to have that confidence in yourself for other people to feel that. 
All right, next success tip. I have no idea what number we're on. We're just gonna keep going. It's not about shortcuts. So he says again, shortcuts may get you qu- get you there quicker, but all of the experience you gain in the long road allows you to stay there once you arrive. Then I know that we've already covered that, that, but let's keep going. So he says, I was an overnight success that was only 16 years in the making. I absolutely love that. And he says, everybody wants success in something, whether it's work, love, play, finances, family, or the inner struggle, but success doesn't come instantly. Life has a process of rejecting you to test you and preparing you to win. And again, this is very similar to the embrace challenge section, but I want you to understand that sometimes we do want it yesterday. We want to compress our timeline. And of course, I want that too. And I talk to my clients about how to do that. But sometimes that path that you're on provides you with additional training that's actually essential to your success. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the path that you're on provides you with additional training in the form of challenge that is essential to your next level success. And so what if life rejecting you right now is actually preparing you to win? That's the way I like to see it. All right, next success tip. Handle knows like a pro. He says, how you handle rejection is very similar to how you'll handle success. That's huge. If you're strong enough to handle rejection without taking it personally, without holding a grudge, and without losing your passion and drive, you'll be strong enough to reap the rewards. But if you're too weak to handle failure and disappointment, then you're too weak to handle success, which will only end up damaging your life and happiness. That's so powerful. I hope everyone wrote that down. I'm going to read it one more time. How you handle rejection is very similar to how you'll handle success. If you're strong enough to handle rejection without taking it personally, without holding a grudge, without losing your passion and drive, then you'll be strong enough to reap the rewards. But if you're too weak to handle failure and disappointment, then you're too weak to handle success, which will only end up damaging your life and happiness. Isn't that absolutely amazing? So, so good. He said, life is a struggle. If life is a struggle, then struggle. If you get rejected, get rejected again. If your dreams are smashed, keep dreaming. Just keep your eyes on the prize and always remember that you have to fail to win. So how are you handling no's? What if when you chose to move through your day and a no occurred, you remembered this point? If you're too weak to handle failure and disappointment, you're too weak to handle success. Bam, so good. All right, we have two more. So this must be number 11. Stay hungry and make decisions about where you want to be. So he says, success is not an excuse to stop. It's a reason to move the goalposts further out and accelerate. He says, I'm on that journey. My journey is to keep building on top of what I'm building. And he gave an incredible example that I absolutely loved of this office space that he purchased in LA. And at first it was just two offices. Then he decided to get the whole um, level of office space. Now he has the whole building. And he said, I don't even have enough people for the other offices yet, but I know I'm going to grow them. And once I fill the floor, I'll work on filling the building. There's always more. And how often are we forgetting about the fact that there is a next level. Maybe you have gotten to a certain point and then you're taking your foot off the gas and it's like that start-stop effect. 
There's also a really amazing movie called Under the Tuscan Sun. And they always talk. And one of the things I always remember is this fact that they were talking about this train that was built in between, I think it was like Austria and Italy or something um, before. Sorry, let me just back up. (laughs) They talk about these train tracks that were built in between Austria and Italy before there was even a type of train that could make that journey because the terrain was so dangerous. But they knew that eventually the technology would catch up and that there would be a train that could navigate on the tracks. And this is the same thing that Kevin's talking about. So how often are you forgetting about that build it and they will come mentality? So we have such a powerful force within. We have our mind that's able to create anything that we desire. And if you can dream it, you can do it. It's just a matter of time. So what if you bought the building? What if you bought the domain name? What if you created the program? What if you, I don't know, chose the book title? What if you decided that you're going to work with someone like Oprah in the future and started planning out your Super Soul Sunday talk, right? The sky is the limit. All right, the next one is persistence and patience. So he says, persistence, more than anything, my willingness to be persistent is responsible for the success I've had. My mindset is it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to quit. Struggle, rejection, failure, and doubt break most people. Your goal is to learn from these challenges without letting them diminish your motivation. The secret to accomplishing this is simple. Let your success be driven, sorry, let yourself be driven by your will to succeed rather than your fear of not succeeding. Then he says patience, the companion to persistence is patience. It drives away the anger, disappointment, and resentment when success doesn't happen overnight. Patience is understanding that your moment will come at the right time, and your job is to get ready for the moment. Because if it comes when you're not prepared, then it vanishes just as quickly. Know that your patience will always be tested, and if you can pass the test, you will be tested again and again until the rare few left standing reap the rewards. So brilliant. I hope this resonates with you today. So often we are looking for that quick fix. We're looking for that quick result. And I get it. I'm totally right there with you. Patience is one of my least favorite words. But if we're going to be one of the rare few left standing to reap the rewards, we got to fall in love with those two words, persistence and patience. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you loved today's episode. Just a quick reminder, you are not meant to do this alone. There are many ways we can support you as you move forward towards your dreams. So go to iheartmylife.com to check them out. And I'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Have an amazing day. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.